Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. I want to talk to you tonight and next Wednesday night on the subject of, we'll have it on the screen here, of how to claim a promise. How to claim a promise. Can you say that with me? How to claim a promise. Second Peter chapter 1. My objective tonight and next Wednesday night is to help you experience more of God's best. I want to help you experience more of God's best. I, I want to help you increase the quality of your life, the quality of your everyday life. You know, God has a will for all of us. Can we say amen? God has a will. And the Bible talks about there's different kinds and levels of God's will. The Bible talks about the good will of God. The Bible talks about the acceptable will of God. And the Bible talks about the perfect will of God. And then there is the conditional will of God and the unconditional will of God. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, there's a, the conditional will of God. It won't come to pass without me meeting conditions. But then there's the other will of God that's unconditional. God's going to do it whether I have anything to do with it or not. For example, he's coming back. No one can change that. He's coming back, the rapture, the catching away of the church. I hope it's on Wednesday night. I hope it's tonight. Then seven years later, after the great tribulation, he's coming back for the second coming. That is the unconditional will of God. There's nothing you and I can do to stop it, halt it, or hinder it. It's going to happen. But then there's the will of God for each of our lives that's conditional. Somebody says, well, if it's God's will, now I heard this growing up in church, they met well, but they would tell me, if it's God's will, it's going to come to pass in your life, Dave. Wrong, wrong. God's will hardly ever comes to pass in most people's life. For God's will to come to pass in my life, I have to cooperate. There's things that I have to do for the will of God to come to pass in my life. Just because God willed it, doesn't mean it's going to come to pass in my life. Let me give you a story from the Bible. The 12 spies that they sent into the promised land, how to claim a promise. They sent the 12 spies, Moses did, right? They came out of Egypt. They were to go into the promised land. God gave them a promise, but that promise never came to pass. God gave them a promise. He said, I want to take you out to take you in. I want to bring you out of Egypt, and I want you to go into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. Now, there are seven tribes in there. They're going to try to keep you out. But he said, I give the promised land to you, but you have to take it. Did you hear what I just said? Whatever God gives to us doesn't fall in our lap. We have to go fight for it. We have to go take it. The violent Take the kingdom by force. So even though it's given, then it has to be taken. 
Everyone say given and taken. God promised them how to claim a promise. God promised them the promised land. They didn't make it. He sent uh, 12 spies into the promised land. 10 came back with a negative report, said we can't do it. Two came back with a positive report, said with God's help, we can do it. The two claimed the promise. And they went on to live throughout the 40 years and possess their possessions. But the 12, the other 10 did not. And the majority of that generation died off, even though it was God's will, even though it was given to them, even though God promised it, it never came to pass because they didn't meet the conditions to claim the promise. Am I making sense tonight? So I want to share with you, how do you claim a promise? So I want to give you a few statements as we begin tonight. And there are 7,000 promises in the Bible, 7,000. Now, some of them are conditional, and some of them are unconditional, like I prefaced before. Some of them, there's nothing you and I have to do about it. Like, if God said it, he's going to settle it. He's coming back. I can't change that. But there are promises to you individually and me that are conditional, okay? So there are 7,000 promises in the Bible, and you know there are, what, 66 books with over 40 authors written over thousands of years with no contradiction. Amazing book, isn't it? You know, Jesus left, and what did he do? He gave us a book. Number one, if I'm going to have God's very best, and you're going to have God's very best, and I'm going to raise the quality of my life, everyday life, number one, I have to build your belief system on the promises of God. Not what people say about you or to you or around you. Not what's going on around you, your present circumstances. But we have to build our belief system on the promises of God. You know, a while ago, Daniel was leading us in that song, and that was Psalms 27, verse 13. I would have fainted except I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, I'm going to build my belief system on that and not what people are saying right now about our future. Okay? So if I want God's best, if I want to know how to claim a promise from God, over 7,000, God promised them, but they never claimed it. It never came to pass. So number one, I have to build my belief system based on what does the word say, on the promises of God. Now, we're going to hurry through these, but please write these down because they're profound. We could spend all night on that. What is your belief system built on? Culture, your family, your heritage, your past, your mistakes. A lot of people have built their belief system on their failures, on their mistakes, thinking they can't change. They're building their belief system and their life on their habits their addictions, their wrong decisions, and they live their whole life bitter, angry, and missing the will of God. Build your belief system based on what not people have said about you or to you, experiences you have gone through, wrong decisions, poor decisions, our sins, mistakes, and failures, and we all do them. But don't build your belief system on that. Build it on the promises of God. Number two. Live your life based 
on his promises to you. Live your life based on not what people have promised you and failed to come through. A lot of people are living their life based on that. Well, I don't go back to church because people promised me this and they never came through. They're basing their whole life on what people have promised them and failed. You and I can't do that. You and I have to live our life based on God's promises to you. Not the promises man has made to you and failed to keep them. But build your life on the promises of God. Number two, your belief system. Live your life based on his promises to you. No matter what you're going through tonight, no matter the disappointment, the rejection, the persecution, don't build your life around that. Don't build your life around adversity, problems. But build your life on what does God promise to you. Then live your life based on those promises. Number three, don't live without knowing how to claim his promises. Don't live without knowing how to claim his promises. Next Wednesday night, I'm going to give you the story of Moses in the Bible in Deuteronomy. Remember, Moses led them out to lead them in. Okay, Moses never went into the promised land. Remember, God took him up on the top of the mountain right before he died. So many people wait till they're about to die or the end of their life to finally see what God had promised to them. Moses was brought up on top of the mountain. God said to Moses, I want you to see the promised land, but you're not going to enter in because of your unbelief, Moses. You're going to see it at the end of your life, but you're never going to be able to claim it. How many people wait till the end of their life, their latter years, to finally realize all that God promised to them but they neglected it and didn't live with it because they didn't know how to claim those promises. Powerful, powerful, powerful. We'll look at that next Wednesday night. Number four, don't neglect them by focusing on wrong things. Have we talked more today about the promises of God or the problems we're dealing with? Have we talked more this week or the last week or the last month about the problems we're dealing with or the promises we're believing? Now look at this. Either I'm complaining or I'm claiming. Do you all see that on the screen? If I, I can neglect all that God has for me, the abundant life, the blessed life, the good life. These are all Bible phrases. But I can miss it by focusing on what's wrong in my life, what's wrong with the people in my life, what's wrong in my past, what's wrong in my world. And out of that, I'm complaining instead of claiming. And complaining won't get you through without being hurt. Complaining won't get you through without being stuck, struggling, beat up, and a victim. So don't neglect focusing on the right things, the promises of God, by focusing on the wrong things. I know I'm focusing on the wrong things when I'm complaining about everything. Am I helping anybody so far? Okay, I want you to experience God's very best. Number five, build your faith on the character of God. Build your faith on the character of God. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean, God cannot lie. God cannot lie. So I'm going to, I'm going to 
believe in those promises, build my life on those promises, respond with those promises, see my world through those promises, it changes my perspective. The doctor gives you a negative report, but what does the word say? Are you going to build your health on what the doctor said, or what does the word say? See, building your life on the promises changes your perspective. Your bank, your bank account may say this tonight, but at the offering I told you, my God will supply my car payment, my house payment, the groceries, the gas bill. See, building your life on the promises of God and claiming them changes your perspective, your outlook, your emotions, all the above. So I want to build my faith on the character of God, and that is he cannot lie. Let me give you some scriptures on that. Next page, guys, next page. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. I love this. Y'all ready for the word now? Okay. According as his divine power, he's given unto us all things. Everyone say all things. He's given us all things that pertain to life, that's natural, and godliness, that's spiritual, through the knowledge of him that has called us into glory and virtue. So notice he gives you everything you need he gives you the potential of everything you need in your natural everyday life and your spiritual growth and your spiritual life, okay? How do you do that, God? Verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious what? Promises. Notice that he's given us these 7,000 promises, and these 7,000 promises, you know, will affect and change the way you see life, live life, respond to life. It's through these precious 7,000 promises. Look at this. By these promises, you become a partaker. You have to know how to claim the promise to partake of your inheritance. You have to know how to claim your promises to partake of what God has for you, what God wants to do in you, and what God wants to do through you. To change your very nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. So notice, what has God given us to change us, to improve our life? What has God given us? Precious promises. I have to know how to claim these promises. Even though he promised them, doesn't mean I'll possess them. He promised them the promised land. They never possessed it. The generation died off. Look at this verse, 1 Kings 8, 56. Blessed be the Lord. This is a prayer. Blessed be the Lord that has given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. According to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of talking about God now. Talking about these promises recorded in the Bible, 66 books, 40 authors, thousands of years, no contradiction. Failed not one word of all that he promised, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. That should build your faith and trusting in God's character. God can't lie. If he promised it to me, if I cooperate, I can possess that promise. And it affects the way I live, the level, and the quality of my life. So notice, not one, according to all that he promised, there has not failed one word of all of his good promise, 
which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Isn't that a good verse? That's a great verse. Amplified, it says, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he's promised. Not one word has failed of all of his good promise, which he promised to us through his servant, Moses, his servant. Next, guys, next screen. Okay? Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie neither the Son of Man, that he should repent. If he said it, shall he not do it? If he's spoken it, shall he not make it good? I'm giving you scriptures as an example to get to know, memorize, and get in your spirit so you will believe in the character of God. If he promised it, he will bring it to pass if I meet the condition for my life. God is not a man. He will not lie. Neither the Son of Man that he should repent. If he said it, will he not do it? If he spoke it, will he not make it good? Will he not make it good? I love that, okay? Joshua 23, 14. Joshua 23, 14. And behold, this day I'm going the way of all the earth. He's about to pass away, Joshua. And you know in all your hearts and all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you. All that he said came to pass. Not one thing has failed thereof. If God said it, God will do it. Not one promise will fail. Oh, I love that. Isn't that awesome? I'm trying to build your faith in the character of God, that if he promised it, you need to claim it. If he promised it, you need to claim it. Now, next Wednesday night, I'm going to show you from the book of Exodus, some of the promises come to pass quickly. Others' promises come to pass slowly. It was stage by stage for some of the promises, but then other promises manifested quickly. You and I have to know how to claim the promise whether it manifests quickly or slowly, it will come to pass. Oh, I like that. I like that. Don't you love that? I think, Margaret, you shared this verse with me the other day. And behold, this day, I'm going the way of all the earth. I'm about to die, Joshua. You know in your hearts and in your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you. Everything came to pass. Not one thing has failed failed thereof. I love that. Is it working tonight, guys? Okay. Praise the Lord. Amplified, we'll just go right on. Isaiah 40, verse 8. I'm building your faith on believing and trusting in the character of God. He cannot lie. You can trust the word. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God will stand forever. Hebrews 6, 18, two immutable things, two things that can't change, in which it was impossible for God to lie. Man will, God won't. It's impossible for God to lie. Don't you love that? You can trust him. If he gave you the promise, claim it. Pastor, how do I claim the promises of God? We're going to get to it, hopefully. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, 21. For all, everybody say all. all, for all the promises of God in him are yea. And in him, in Christ, 
are amen. Unto the glory of God by us. I want to I bring some words out there. All the promises, notice, are yea and amen. Everyone say yea. It's King James, right? And amen. What does that mean? All the promises of God are available to you in Christ. You have to agree with them by saying amen. Amen means I agree. You have to agree with what God promised before you can claim it. If you don't believe his word is his will, you can't claim his will or his promise. You have to say, oh, I read that, but my God will supply all my needs. He'll pay my light bill, my car payment, my house payment, my kids' schooling. God, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I put you in remembrance of what you promised. And God, if you said it, you'll do it. So, Father, I thank you. I agree with that. Amen. That's how that works, okay? You have to agree with the word to claim the word, to claim the promise. For all the promises of God in him are yea, in him amen, yea and amen, unto the glory of God by us. Next verse, verse 21. Now he which established us with you in Christ has anointed us is God. Let's go back to the Amplified, verse 20. Amplified version, guys, on the screen. 2 Corinthians 1.20. For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes in him. For this reason, we also utter, amen, so be it. By his stripes, you are healed, so be it, God. I agree, I claim that. No matter how I feel, no matter what the flesh says, religion says, people say, my symptoms say, I say amen to that yes. Amen to that yes. Amen to that divine yes. Oh, I love it. Don't you love that? I've got a book in my library called The Divine Yes by E. Stanley Jones. Daniel, divine yes. And that's what this is. These are divine promises made to you and I, but we have to say amen. I do believe he wants to meet all my needs. I do believe he wants me healed. I do believe he wants my family saved. I do believe he wants me to have a good job. I do believe he wants me out of debt. I say yes to all of that, God. Amen. I claim it. Okay? So for as many as are the promises of God, and we're talking about how to claim a promise, they all find their yes. It means Jesus made it available. He's our mediator. For this reason, we also utter, amen, so be it, God, through him, in his person, by his agency, to the glory of God. Verse 21, I love the word. But it is God who confirms. It's God who makes us steadfast. It's God who establishes us in joint fellowship with Christ and has consecrated, has anointed us, has endued us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Oh, can we have a praise break? Let's lift our hands and let's give God a wave offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Wow. How to claim a promise. Number six, when going through a difficult time, claim his promises. When going through a difficult time, claim his promises. Let me give you a scripture. I love this. Hebrews chapter 10 Verse 32, 
We're going to read a few verses there. Look at the screen. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated. You know what that means? After you sat in Wednesday night church and revelation came. After you heard the word taught and it was illuminated. The light came on. Now I know what pastor's been trying to say for 40 years. Now I got it. The light was illuminated. The light came on. We call it revelation. But call to remembrance, after you got the revelation and illuminated, you went in the parking lot and someone butted in front of you. Oh, you endured a great fight of affliction. What follows revelation? Fighting spiritually. Spiritual warfare. A contestment. You get in the car. I don't know if I really believe what pastor taught tonight. I don't know if I really agree with that. I don't know if that's really true. Or I think it's true. It sounds good. But tomorrow, all hell comes against you. I tithed last night, Wednesday night church. I went to church. I served last Sunday. And look what happened. All hell came against me. That's the process. Think it not strange. Don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. Do you all see this? Greater revelation, greater affliction. Greater anointing, greater attack. Greater anointing, greater attack. Greater position, bigger problems. That's the way it works, okay? But if you know that, you won't quit. You'll keep claiming the promise. So after the light came on, after you had a hoedown service on Wednesday night, after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions, more than one. Kids get in trouble at school. Wife doesn't feel good. Husband comes home sick. He loses his job. Car broke down. Dishwasher won't work. Afflictions. Boy, I'm not coming back, Pastor. Okay, verse 33. Verse 33. Partly while you were made a gazing stock, persecution, opposition, by both reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you became companions of them that were so used. Okay, do you, do you, do you read what we're reading here in verse 32, 33? Great difficulty, great persecution, afflictions, problems, pressure, dead end, hopeless. Verse 34. For you had compassion of me and my bonds, and you took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourself that you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Next verse, verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop standing. Don't stop claiming the word. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has a great reward. Next verse, verse 36. For you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. Notice, what do you do when all hell's coming against you? Not an affliction, afflictions. Pressure, opposition, persecution, attack on every front. What do you do? Claim the promise. Because at the end, you will receive the promise coming to pass. If you'll just hang on, hold on, stand on the word, keep claiming the word by agreeing with the word. 
And this is what the word says. Wow. I went to church Sunday and everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. I don't know if I'm going back. You want to go back. Okay. You want to go back. All right. Am I helping anybody? Okay. We're hustling through here. Next week will be part two. Okay, guys, you're going to have to help me out here. We're going we're gonna to skip through the Amplified for sake of time, okay? All right, so here's our takeaway. As the team gets ready, know what belongs to you. How to claim a promise. You can't claim it if you don't know it. You have to know what belongs to you. Where are we going to find out what belongs to us? In the Bible, those 7,000 promises. I can't claim them if I don't know them. And I'm not going to rely on somebody else to tell me about them. I grew up in a great church. I grew up in a great heritage. But they told me a lot of things that God didn't want me to have that I found out when I got in the Word, God did want me to have. We're talking about how to experience God's very best, how you and I could, can go up in our quality of life and everyday living. You've got to know what belongs to you. Number two, take away. You have to then agree with it. You have to agree with it. You can't stagger, wonder. You can't doubt or waver. You have to believe if God said it, he can't lie. If God said it, God's going to do it. If I claim it and keep claiming it, because sometimes it will come to pass quickly, other times slowly. Number three, what do I do? Start saying it. You can't claim it without saying it. That was worth Wednesday night. You can't claim it without saying it. Through saying it, you claim it. Through saying it, you claim it. Decree a thing, declare a thing, and it will come to pass. Job chapter 20. You got to decree it, you got to declare it, the light shines on it, it's established. You can't claim it if you don't know it. You can't claim it if you don't agree with it. You can't claim it unless you start saying it. Put it on three-by-five cards, a little yellow sticker. Put it on the screen of your computer, your iPad, uh, your phone. And you need to begin to look at it and begin to speak it every day. Okay, how do we claim it? Next, guys. Number four, begin to act like it's yours. Begin to act like it's yours. Act like it's so when it ain't so so it can become so. Faith without corresponding actions is dead. I have to act it out. That's not hypocrisy. That's faith. That's claiming the promises of God. I have to see my family saved, see my body healed, see my bills paid off, see it turning around, see a better job, see a bright future. Now, I'm going to talk about it next Wednesday night. When God called Abram out of, from his family and the land of Chaldees, he said, I'm going to take you into a land. He promised him a land. It's called the promised land. It's a type and shadow of our inheritance, our promises, okay? Do you remember in Genesis 13, he said, Abraham, I want you to see it from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And then he said, get up and walk through it. Get up and walk through the land. You can't claim it without walking on it. You walk on it by acting like you have it when you don't have it. Forty years ago, when we started Church on the Rock, we lived on Highway P in O'Fallon. 
We rented a house. We had no office. We had no church. We had the Holiday Inn, rented a room. That's all we had. I would get up every day and put on a three-piece suit. <laughs> a three-piece suit. Somebody's saying, I'd like to see you in that again, Pastor. Well, <laughs> miracles can happen. Once I get through this midlife crisis, maybe it'll happen, okay? So, but I get up and I wear a three-piece suit. I go down to the basement. We had an old rusty metal desk. That was my office. That was Church on the Rock. But I didn't see our basement. I didn't see that rusty desk. I didn't see a rented room at the Holiday Inn. I didn't see, you know, really cheap equipment from the Radio Shack for our sound system. I didn't see that. I saw you. I saw this. I saw this. I saw that. I was acting. So faith is an act. Did I help anybody tonight? Say it with me. How to claim a promise. I have to know what belongs to me. Right? What was number two? Oh, y'all so good. I had to agree with that. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then I have to what? I have to proclaim it. I've got to say it. And then I have to act like I already have it. Y'all did good. Give yourselves a hand clap. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.